When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV and Buzztown TV. We're here with the finale for season two of Yellow Jackets, storytelling. And... To set the scene, we're here where Bingetown TV was was born in Luke's basement where we used to record every single episode. It's nice to be here. Um, I'm coming off a succession finale talk. So a lot of epic television this week. And I think we'll get into um, our thoughts on the finale. But for me, I mean, I freaking loved it. It was great. I think their last shred of humanity is now gone. It's going to be um, amazing moving forward. I'm sad that the writer strike is going to push us a little bit. Um, but before we dive in, just want to say, just because Yellow Jackets uh, season two is ending doesn't mean that Bingetown is ending. You know, of course, if you're listening on Buzztown TV, go ahead and follow at, at Bingetown TV on everything, all socials. And then, of course, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen, just so you could get up to date on on what we're uh, doing moving forward, because we want to keep hanging out and having fun. And we love all the YouTube comments and stuff. So stick with us. And of course, we'll be back for season three, but we'll have a lot of shenanigans in between that as well. Okay, so I also want to say I didn't write a episode synopsis because this was a busy what? weekend. <laughs> so no um, synopsis, no synopsis. <laughs> I I'm just gonna let the episode speak for itself. So I'll pass to the boys. Whoever wants to start with their thoughts on the episode, I'll jump in. Then it sounds like mm-hmm. um. So I thought this episode was fantastic. Series finale as a whole, I thought was fantastic. It was very upsetting to go check out Reddit and Twitter and see that the community didn't seem to like it as much as us. So hopefully we don't turn off too many people by how much we potentially gush over this episode because I know for me, again, I just I absolutely love this episode. I'm so happy with where we're at. And like Kathleen said, unfortunately with the writer's block, it might not be a a while before we get season three. But until then, check us out. We're going to be covering Yellow Jackets constantly. I'm sure we'll be doing like season recaps with Jimmy and Kyle. So hang around for that. But fantastic season. I thought it was great as well. Um, I looked at IMDb and the episode is currently sitting at 7.4, which is tied for the lowest of the series between the two seasons. And it's probably going to drop a tiny bit more. But I still feel like 7.4 is good TV. I was also surprised that Twitter had such a weird reaction to it. And and Reddit's pretty split right now. Every time I look, I thought it was good. I mean, you start an episode with uh, the Cranberries 
I'm automatically going to love it. Yeah. Uh, I think it set up some really good, interesting plots for season three, like Coach Ben versus the girls could be a whole thing. That's yep. going to be really fun. Walter, we were dead on about him. He is our on our team and he was the freaking man. And I'm actually okay with the Cuse having survived this season because he got some miserable comeuppance and he's going to be around for some more of that. So I'm, I'm all about that. I'm really, really sad about Kevin, though. And we'll gush about all of our girls killing it in both probably 1996 and 2021, but it was a great episode. Sure. We'll have some nitpicks here and there, but overall I'm pretty happy with season two. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say it was better or worse than season one. I got to think about it a little bit more. Sure. Maybe this conversation is going to decide it, but overall, like I'm full steam ahead for season three. Cannot wait in 2029. Maybe <laughs> the Q's gets his comeuppance for having the audacity to do his due diligence as a cop. Wow. My gosh, he that gets sentence. his comeuppance. <laughs> um, but no, looking at this finale, I have seen a little bit of the discourse. People have some complaints about it. I think it's either you like the direction they went with in the 2020s or you don't. I get it. It worked for me. I think they took a big swing killing off a, a beloved character. So much so that it overshadowed the fact that Kevin died, too. I think it has everything that I crave in a finale. It's like actual edge of your seat, suspenseful moments. The stakes are high. People yeah. aren't protected by plot armor. And at no point in this did I feel like that was the case. I mean, Callie having the gun, I didn't know if she was going to take the cues out right oh. then and there. <laughs> Any direction they went with seemed plausible everything that happened at Lottie's compound. I think people are just like, it's a little implausible that all of these people arrived at the same time and everything went down the way it did. And then I think people are also saying, how did the cops just kind of like let everybody walk away from all that? I get it. I do. But at the end of the day, I really like this finale. Like I said, it has a lot of the things that I look for. It was suspenseful and I haven't seen much of any complaint about what's going on in the wilderness. So I think even the community loves what's going on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like this finale. And like Luke said, I'm going to have to take a step back and probably just binge the entire season before I evaluate which season I like better as a whole. But most people are saying season one's way better. I don't think that's the case. I think it's a, a head to head comparison. You know, they're they're yeah. pretty close. Yeah, I, I think there's always going to be an issue, right? When you kill off a main character, there's going to be people who are like, I fucking hate this. So there's always that. But like Brian said, the stakes are raised. It differentiates a good show from a great show to be able to kill off your main characters in a way that feels not, you know, cheap or whatever. I thought that was super satisfying. Um, I'll miss I'll miss it all now. We'll just go there. Spoiler. I know we said a beloved character. We kind of redacted the name. I will miss uh, Juliette Lewis. What a absolute, like, amazing performance and wacky performance. Um, but do you want to jump in to 1996? After we give ourselves some credit, the three boys over here predicting that's untimely death. Who'd I say? I think you you landed on either Van or Shauna. That was stupid. It I mean, was always going to be Shauna Nat. drew the queen, so you weren't too far off. She yeah. drew the queen, so hey. it could happen. Yeah, that's true. Also, um, Nat's, Nat dying, we'll get there. Once I thought it through and after we talked about it and once she actually did, I'm like, obviously, like she, her storyline is the one that where was she really going to go? They could have figured something out. But in general, where are they going to go? No and Travis, like she did. We explored the drug. Thing. Yeah, like it's she, pretty much we were there. She had a redemption with Lisa. I feel like her and Lisa yeah. ended on a great note. So there was really not much left to explore with Nat's storyline. Yeah. And I think that this whole thing just saved Van, too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Totally. 
You know what I just think is going to be so weird is they set it up for young Nat to be such a highlighted character in season three with how everything went down. And they're just not going to have the adult Nat counterpart to kind of bounce uh, back and forth with. So that's just going to be really bizarre. Just having the spotlight on young Nat. Yeah, they will have prediction on the board is adult Ben. Yeah, I think so. Double adult old man Ben. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> 180 on what I thought was going to yeah. happen with Ben. But. Yeah. We, uh, the one thing I will bring up too is that we still had that quote that young Nat somehow saves all of them in 1996 or 1997, whatever year it is. We still have that quote from, I think it was earlier this season. So this definitely sets up Nat, young Nat, to be in a position for us to get that reveal of what she did to save everyone. Yeah. And I'm still holding out hope that Juliette Lewis will make appearances in the season, just like we've gotten Jackie and just like we got Travis after he died. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. But for now, 1996 or seven, we'll call it 1997 for sure. Like Luke said, zombie by the cranberries. And in a show where they use these songs so iconically, this is the top of the list, right? We all watch together is a good thing to say, too. All binge on TV, all seven of us, and plus other people watch together. So we were hooting and hollering after the song uh, played. But yeah, quickly, Nat walks up. It's in the aftermath of Javi. So she tells... Travis is excited to see her. He's like, yeah, you did it. And then she's like, oh, no, Javi on the steak like a delicious pig ready to be roasted. Um, The wilderness chose. And this is all like very intense from here on out. The 1996 storyline is very intense. Everyone's getting super into this like voodoo stuff. They're like really leaning into the woo woo. There's like almost nobody except honestly Lottie that is like, wait, pump the brakes. What is going on? Which is crazy. So we could talk about that. So Misty goes to tell Lottie and Lottie is concerned. And I think this is uh, when we when we see in 2021 when Van and them are like, she's like this because of us. I think we always had thought Lottie was the ringmaster of everything and was the fully leading the charge of the of the craziness and of the cannibalism and stuff. But this makes it seem like Lottie's like, no, bro, stop it. Like, I didn't want that. What the hell? And she's giving away her title in this scene. Like, what do you guys think about young Lottie and like how she is now or whatever? Just how do you think about young Lottie right now in this turn? I think that this episode changed my perspective on both versions of Lottie significantly. And I'll say that I think adult Lottie kind of fell a little bit in my rankings because she just gets painted as like crazy, basically. But they're showing us here that that's not how it started. Even though we did assume it was going to be crazy, possessed, French-speaking Lottie that's leading this charge of like craziness. Yeah. Doesn't happen like that at all. So I was actually pretty surprised. But at the same time, like Misty put her in her place kind of correctly. Like you started a lot of this. Like we wouldn't even be here. You even convinced the skeptics like Thaisa to jump on board. So it's weird seeing her get cold feet because I did not think they were going to go this way. Granted, she should be dead. But it does kind of help play into what we've been discussing on this podcast of whether like we've always kind of assumed is Lottie good is she bad I think she this kind of just proves that she's more of just a media and she's not chosen by anything she's just the one at first who was able to communicate with the spirit she thought her she thought what she was commuting with communicating with the forest spirit I think was going to be beneficial to the group but I think she's slowly realizing that this thing is a little bit more bloodthirsty than she had originally thought and is willing to sacrifice all of them and so she herself is a little scared so it does kind of we have seen this this dual personality from Lottie in the sense of, you know, is she with the, the yellow jackets? Is she with the forest spirit? You know, so 
this was a good clarification. I agree with Luke that this definitely changed my changed my perspective of both young and old Lottie. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the beginning, by the way. I didn't. We kind of went over that opening scene of just how oh, good Nat. I thought Nat's acting was incredible. The fa- and even Travis. Travis slayed too. That whole beginning was amazing. <laughs> Side note. Go ahead, B Times. Yeah, I was actually going to go back to that as well. Say what you will about Travis. This was a very strong showing for him, and he had to bring it for this episode. I think it was very earned, the emotions that he was showing us. Obviously, his brother just came back to camp on a stretcher, like completely pale as a ghost, um, and he really brought it. But yeah, Nat saying, just looking him in the eyes and saying, the wilderness chose. This Ooh. is the last domino to fall. She was the one holding out against kind of the Lottie of it all, and I guess you could call it like cognitive dissonance. She has no choice but to believe in this. The wilderness chose because otherwise she's a horrible human being for letting Javi die in the water. It's so now she's bought in. And obviously that opens the gates for how this episode will progress. And she becomes the leader, yada, yada, yada. But I kind of agree with Misty and the whole young lot. Young Lottie is correct to kind of go back and start to realize the error of her ways. But Misty's 100% right when she's like, you're the one that started all this. So don't start making everybody feel bad about it now because it's going to save our lives. That was a great one-on-one scene. And then when Misty goes downstairs and starts just blatantly lying about what Lottie was saying about Javi, Lottie is very grateful. The wilderness chose the right person. (laughs) Yes, the wilderness is pleased. She's just being like that conduit or whatever. (laughs) I agree with you that I thought it was interesting that Natalie was the one to say to Travis that, you know, the wilderness decided because you're right. It was the last domino. She was the last one that it felt like wasn't on as board as everyone else. and. I think it's interesting because it goes into what Shauna was saying at the very end of the episode. It was like, it never existed. This was all us. Like, is Natalie in that? It it can be a red herring. That was Natalie in that moment using the wilderness as an excuse to make herself feel better about having just inadvertently killing another person, you know? So it doesn't set it up to be like, oh, it was definitely the wilderness that killed Javi. Like, it's still setting it up to be like, oh, Natalie might just be a terrible person because she chose herself over javi who she could have saved in the moment so i just wanted to put that out there i like that you brought that up that natalie specifically said the wilderness chose yeah so they go to get javi right they kind of look around they're like all right let's ride um again another good scene travis holding javi being upset but travis honestly relinquished him way easier than i thought and didn't put up such a fight and and van looks him in the eye and is like let him feed you dude he sacrificed so let him save you etc but i was proud of travis like i feel like he's come a long way maybe he's just beaten down to his absolute bottom at this point but he was so bratty the whole first season he would have been such a like a crazy man about this but travis has to now eat his brother so rightfully so so they get javi and they do this like you know cutting him open and she blindfolds herself and and like finds her way to his neck um, just like she was going to blind herself for Nat seems like will there be a point where she's like, I don't care. I'm I'm not blindfolded anymore. Like right now she still has a shred of humanity. She doesn't want to watch herself do it. But maybe it's I have just predicted at some point she's going to be like, fuck it. I'm good. I'm good to watch. Um, But I do want to just say Javi didn't have many scene partners other than Travis. He obviously talked to people here and there except Shauna. So this scene of Shauna like carving him up after he went to her like wanting pages from her journal for his art and things like that. Those two actually had scenes together. So just another layer of sadness having to watch her, uh, you know, carve them up. 
And that doesn't even speak to just coach coming in around this time too, which that scene was Yeesh. holy shit, man. Like Nat and coach Dave was saying this when we were watching it, like their relationship is so interesting. And and I love when it's on the screen. And this is another great part where Nat's finally distanced, distancing herself from coach. Cause she's like, you are not like the rest of us. We are like terrible. You got to get out of here basically. And he takes it to heart, like way to heart. But that whole scene was amazing. But yeah, I just love that Shauna is like the, the butcher of the group. I guess every time they just leave it up to her. And that just connects always back to the season one stuff with like the rabbit. Like those flashes mean more yes. and more as we see more scenes of 1996 because you're just like, holy crap. Like this is like was her job in the forest. So seeing the chunks of meat didn't bother me that much, which is weird. But then when I saw the spine, the severed spine, I was like okay that like is what woke me up and like this is fucked up like that's what coach saw it was so wild well the cool part about it was ben was hype he thought it was an animal yeah exactly he walked up to this gruesome scene and was like let's fucking go and then, then he, he saw, saw the, the severed head and spine and was yeah. like oh shit the converse on the pile of clothes he's yeah. like oh no so i do believe that especially after the end that ben is gonna play a huge part in season three finally and i my prediction is that we're going to get like a one leg older man. Like you, we're not going to see his, uh, his face. We're just going to see that he only has one leg next season. Like we're gonna... Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready for it. It's so funny Mom. how I think they did a perfect job at just leading us to believe that early on, like, okay, Ben Scott got his leg cut off. Like everyone and their mother is going to assume that Ben Scott's going to be the first to get eaten in this show. And I love how they've kind of deceived us and had him yeah. play a little bit of a different role than we expected. I'm just wondering, getting way ahead of the story, but when they get evacuated and rescued, how do the girls get rescued at the same time as Ben Scott? Or is there the possibility that he's just still out there surviving? He's a, he's a hermit, baby. He's living out in the wilderness. That's what I think. He's just living out there. I'm just wondering how that goes down, because at this moment in, in time, it feels like a reconciliation where he rejoins the group is damn near impossible also the conversation between him and nat felt very uncharacteristic of natalie it was like a complete warning i almost thought that the wilderness was like giving this warning once again to ben like you are a good man we are horrible people some shit's gonna go down you gotta leave yeah. it goes back into the he's not ready conversation like i don't we still don't know what that means when we were seeing ben scott talking to um a, a fake image of his boyfriend and everything so yeah. i mean it could tie into that absolutely well, we quickly get a scene of him, which is foreshadowing, you know, attempting to make fire with rocks. Just a quick little thing in Javi's hideout, foreshadowing his little pyro maniac <laughs> moment later down the road. Uh, but we'll get to that at the end. Uh, quick Travis and Van scene, like I said, Van is so scary these days in 1997. Oh my God. I'm honestly not a fan anymore. I'm not hey, a fan. Hey, she's scary Van. in the 20s, too, yeah. this episode. She is. Agreed. Um, let your brother save you, whatever. But Travis having to eat his little brother and then chomp it on the heart. I mean, open the floor. Another complaint that a lot of people had is like, how, like, why would Travis know or want to eat a raw heart and just kind of throw it on the scale? I think that I don't have a problem with it. I, I just feel like this supernatural stuff they've been doing has just been slowly coming more naturally to them, if that's the word you want to call it. Like, yeah. I think it's just the longer they've spent there, the more they're just getting ideas of what they can do to be superstitious. I don't know. Was there anything deeper to that? Like, I had no idea. Like, was that connected to the bear heart? I'm sure it was connected to the bear heart in some way. I just don't know what it is. Like, I think people like 
I think it's a thing in movies where sometimes like people will just like eat the like cannibals like eat hearts and shows and stuff. I feel like sure, I don't... they cook it, but like wh- I don't get the raw yeah, heart bite. Was it symbolic? It was know. maybe it symbolic was symbolic. Of Absolutely, it was just like I'm absorbing. No, it brother. was what it was. Yeah. Like I kind of get it. It's weird, but if you're out there for months on end, Lottie's obviously stressed the importance of like sacrificial hearts, and before you fried up on a skillet like get that raw power out of the heart yeah also i kind of want to pat myself on the back because i said travis has been like buying into the wilderness for a while now so i think that explains why he kind of rolled over so easily and just gave Mm -hmm. the body to him like i kind of predicted he was going to be pretty cool with what's going on do you remember i think kathleen you brought it up earlier this season and i think it was a season one thing where it goes back to Natalie saying yeah. that Travis never bought into this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. why did the writers just forget that they had a whole 90, 1996 plan for him? Or, because he is so in that it's like, where did that line come from? I mean, it could just be, I would say, before Nat getting anointed queen, I would say it's just Nat in denial, right? And yep. there's there is scenes in this season where they're like, do you remember everything yeah seems like they're kind of fuzzy and i think nat wanted to believe that travis didn't and maybe by the end of it they don't maybe by the end of it they're like we got to get the fuck out of here this is all crazy so maybe it's something we haven't seen yet but i agree it doesn't quite match up now yeah either way this season has been amazing for travis as a character compared to how i felt going into season two i was such a hater i think he's a great addition now and his acting got show off a lot more for this season so agreed yeah See how that goes in season three. Him and Van probably have it, have had it the rough so far in the 1997. Van has faced death a couple times, and then Travis has lost both his father and his younger brother. Yeah, well, Shauna too. Shauna lost Jackie. Okay, and a baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. So but, those yeah. three, those three are definitely, and they are probably the most, they were at least probably, the, well, Matt and Shauna were probably the most unstable in the present time. Yeah. Agreed. But quickly into this Lottie stuff. So Lottie gets her meal too. She's hesitating, of course. Um, she does this little monologue about how she says she thought um, it wanted what was best for the girls, but now she's not sure. She's having doubts. Then she comes down and interrupts Van's speech and Van, they're begging Van to do like Sleepless in Seattle or whatever <laughs> story times. And that, which is great for her, what she owns as an adult. It's great. Um, but she's again, is being creepy instead and tells a story about the wilderness and the house and now it built this house uh, which is honestly i loved it especially after it burned down but this is a narration of when ben steals the matches in the rope i cannot believe he ropes them in we'll get into it but he ropes those bitches in that place that's why they couldn't get out we're gonna get into it (laughs) you know what they say about assuming things it makes an ass out of you and me kathleen what was i assuming That he he burned down the cabin and roped them in. That seems pretty evil of him. But we're going to get there. Relax, (laughs) everybody. Just relax. (laughs) That that is a conversation I've been seeing. Like, Is it it just purposeful red herring or not? But first off, I thought it was pretty cool how Van was telling this story about the wilderness, because that's probably early, early, early stages of religion. Like if she's believing in this wilderness entity mumbo jumbo, she just starts telling a story about how this lovely wilderness built the cabin to save the girls. And then she's rudely cut off by Lottie, who's just like (laughs) conversational left turn. 
I never wanted to be the leader. Vance like, okay, <laughs> you can have the floor, Lottie. I wasn't telling a story. I was pretty captivated. I wanted to hear the end of that wilderness story. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, for Lottie to just come in, I was so on the edge of my seat ready for this story. And then Lottie's just like, I didn't want this. And I'm just like, I saw, I laughed out loud. I was like, that's kind of like a little, little ridiculous of a, a line right there to just cut Van's important story off to just say, I didn't want this. Like, whatever. That said, what Lottie's talking about, and Dave, you brought it up earlier, I, I kind of buy into it, how she was like, I I used to think it chose me for like some greater purpose, but I literally think it's the, the only reason is I was the only one that knew how to listen in the beginning. Now we can all hear it. Like, it's obvious we're full on cannibalism, so it doesn't need me anymore. Like specifically, though, what was her detail that suggests that it was Nat was the de facto choice, just that she got protected from the draw and like the wilderness selected Javi in her stead? Like, I'm not sure how she drew that conclusion. No, I think I think that's pretty much what they were getting at was that there was there was some supernatural uh, intervention that basically saved the sacrifice that they thought that they were going to go to. So this is what the forest wants. And I think it makes sense. Kiss the hand. And I also think for Nat to be been chosen to go a little bit further, you know, we know that Lottie has visions of the future, whether that's, I guess, immediate future or future, future, future. <laughs> he, she could have seen, you know, the future events of Nat, you know, trying to kill herself. But then in the future, we saw we found out that the wilderness kind of saved her attempts at suicide and all that stuff. So maybe she was seeing not just her being saved in the 1997 timeline, but also in the future of her. The wilderness protecting her from the suicide and all that stuff. And so maybe she's like, okay, the wilderness wants to keep Natalie alive. She's probably the one that is chosen by the wilderness. And that was such a weird scene because, okay, you're saying she's chosen. Now everyone's buying in that she is now the de facto leader of the Yellow Jackets. What were you guys getting from her facial expressions? Because she was crying and she was laughing and smiling. And then like, was she like just taking it all in and not really knowing how to react? Or was she happy that she was picked? I feel like she's happy she's picked because I think in her mind that guarantees her life. Like, I don't think, I think in her mind, she is now never going to die. Like people are going to sacrifice themselves for her. And I think it might've been a greedy smile. Like I'm going to live. That's what I took it as, I guess. Okay. But I could be wrong. I just, that's how I took it. I also think Nat has never really been chosen for anything ever. So like she's had such a shitty childhood. She's an outcast. You know, I think that she was probably like, okay. It's like her her misty moment of like acceptance. Her and Ben literally were talking like in the last episode, Ben was like, don't you don't think like you're a little bit jealous of Lottie. And so here in this episode, we see Nat take Lottie's spot. And now she's kind of happy about it. So maybe Ben was right in that she was a little bit jealous that Lottie got like all this attention and worship. She also fancies herself a better leader than Lottie. Like she's been very vocal about how she explicitly disagrees with a lot of Lottie's choices previously. So she's probably excited at the opportunity to not be like a crazy mystical leader. But I mean, she's handed a shit hand when the cabin burns down. Everyone's going to be looking to the leader. You know who's not happy is Shauna. And we get Luke wanted it. Luke asked for it. Ask and you shall receive. He won it. Um, Since the notebooks are such a big storyline in season one and Jeff reading them and Adam Martin and blah, blah, blah. It was nice. We got a scene with Shauna writing in the notebook and she's just writing like, I I thought it was Jackie that always made me feel inferior. But then blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden smoke. And you're right. It's not probably not Ben Scott now that I'm thinking about it. But I mean, flip a coin, it's 50 50. 
um, wilderness or Ben Scott. But now that I'm thinking really deeply thinking about it, yeah, why the fuck would Ben be like, okay, I'm mad at these girls because they're killing each other, so I'm going to kill all of them. Yeah, that- We've gotten, I mean, this show is the king of red herrings. And plus, yeah. I mean, Laura Lee's uh, bear in the plane. What's her name? Anna Lee. <laughs> Anna for short. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> it's a family guy joke. Yeah, yeah. But Laura Lee, she, her bear did spontaneously combust in the plane. So what, I don't know why the wilderness would want to spontaneously combust the house for them. Like that definitely puts all of them in a worse situation. Maybe it wants to do that because it knows that now that they don't have the cabin, maybe it'll force them to make more sacrifices. But I, I truly believe that it wasn't Ben Scott that did. I think it's just another red herring that the show is giving us. And I also, how would it even come up like that? It was Ben. If it was Ben, like how would they figure that out? It must in the next that. season, unless he's still alive, they find him, you know, one legged sage hermit. And it somehow gets out that like, I did it, you know, but that's a, a stretch. They're immediately going to, blame him if he's the only oh, one yeah. missing from camp or, and natalie or has already could, had go ahead i'm just gonna say that i just want to really quickly say they could also blame natalie like oh we just chose natalie as the leader and now we're getting a sign from the wilderness that it just burned our house down maybe lottie was wrong i'm just this is me just kind of trying to branch out a little bit and see but i could see it that the girls take it as shit maybe we chose the wrong leader we need a new leader and it's not going to be Natalie anymore. That's just something I also had thought in the moment. I don't think that's true necessarily. It's just something I wanted to put out there. Just in general, this house was the last shred of their humanity, right? It's the only normal seed they had in the entire wilderness. They were starving and all of this. They're killing each other and eating each other. But at least they have a roof over their heads, which they now do not. So I don't know if they're going to fl- flee to the back to the plane. Back to the plane but yeah. they're not near the water. That's five miles that way. The, gonna... They're not near the water. But right now there is no water because it's frozen over anyway. But it's spring is coming. We know that to be true. It just has to. It's been months and months. Shauna had this baby. Jackie froze to death months ago. They basically need to survive a couple more months to spring, but it's going to be a rough couple months without that house. Right. And so, well, two things funny. One, when we all were watching together, someone was like, well, I guess you you still sleep close to the house, right? Because you need to stay warm. But then two, the shot of the house on fire pulled back. Obviously, we don't see any towns or anything, but it made us be like, yes, this is a good thing. I mean, obviously, it doesn't get them rescued now but they should have been doing signal fires this whole time they should they weren't really attempting to get saved ever burn a tree every day just yeah. something burn an <laughs> acre of trees yeah. every day someone's gonna notice hey why is there nothing going on in this giant patch of just untamed wilderness <laughs> in the pacific northwest i'm gonna Maybe play a dev- soccer team down there i'll play devil's advocate and just say how long i just want to ask this first and then i'll get into my idea i guess how long were they at the cabin before winter actually started. Do we have any idea? Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't find the matches. Winter hits. How are you going to start a fire in the dead of winter with all that snow? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Sure, sure, sure. Makes uh, sense. I completely agree that if they had found the matches at the house, whoops, just like flick one right in the woods and just yeah. let it all roast. But yeah, I, I'll play. I'll say that the snow probably was a big factor in them not being able to catch fire on anything. Who knows if the wilderness would even let them light it on fire? True, it could. They could have. The snow could have just smothered it. Something yeah. spooky wind. Yeah, spooky wind. Spooky wind. All right. Oh. Final thoughts on nineteen ninety six. Hit it. I don't know where this is going to go. To be honest, like, is Nat? <laughs> do we think Natalie's going to be the antler queen all the way through their timeline until they get rescued, or do we think at some point it's going to get shifted, like it had with from Lottie to Natalie? 
we know that they do this ritual with the cards often. Obviously, food doesn't come enough for them to be fed. We know that at least one person has refused to draw, which turns them into a victim, which we learn in the 2021 timeline. We know that you can run or we know that you could give in. So there's going to be, I would guess, three or four oh, more. Five. We have five rando characters and yeah, five opportunities. Five. There's rumors that it's like whoever's in the garb with all the hair on it is who's getting sacrificed. Like there's a lot of like weird things. Um, But either way, it's going to be amazing. It's going to feel different because it's fully feral now. There is no house. They're going to be in these like weird masks and shit all the time. We know when we see the girls of 2021 in the mask, it's epic. And I can't wait for them to get in full, full garb, just wacky wilderness garb. So it's going to be lit no matter what. And I'm glad there's a change. Yeah. Happening. Like Luke said at the beginning, I'm really hyped for the, the coach Ben Scott storyline next season. I'm really hyped to see how Natalie responds to being the antler queen right now, because it never felt like she was going to be the antler queen. I feel like I feel like none of us had hypothesized her being the antler queen. So just very interested to see the 1990 storyline is always just undefeated. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, it felt like last episode was more of the 1996 centered climax i would say and this is yeah i mean I, I, burning of the cabin's a huge moment don't get me wrong but this was definitely a 2021 centric episode as it kind of needed to be but yeah i'm re-emphasizing again coach ben versus the girls like home alone style where he's like setting up traps <laughs> that'd be lit but also taking the opportunity now to say i cannot believe how much i forgot like how different natalie looks when you see her with that those bangs oh my god that was like oh, such yeah. a crazy just flash for me i was like i don't remember her looking like that at all yeah like when she sees misty like later. on the plane when old nat's like on the plane and she like looks to her left and it's young now oh yes, yes, yes. And she's got like the bangs i was like holy shit i don't remember that at all yeah so current day we open at the close lottie is wanting them to drink poison it's it's cult town right sean is going with it and all the girls are first like dude what are you doing and then it she's just doing it to buy them time it's a funny it's a funny scene definitely like quirky but the biggest thing here is Sean is like, oh, we got to do what we used to. We got to give it a hunt. And Lottie is like borderline orgasmic this entire episode. <laughs> so fucking excited and hyped. She's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a cracked out little kid on just like 18 things of what are those like sugar tubes? Sugar oh. sticks. <laughs> yeah. Pixie, powder. Pixie sticks. Pixie yeah. sticks. Yeah. 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 She's absolutely out of her mind. A few things here. Lottie, make sure your people aren't around. She's loving it. Um, and then they talk about having her committed again. Van is immediately kind of like, well, it's not all about our mental illness. Like we all went through it too. But for now, the plan is call the psych people to come get her. For now, we'll play along. Now, I have some issues as we move forward with what Ty and Van's actual plan were as they canceled it. But we'll get there when we get there. Because they off screened like the part that mattered and yeah. they showed us the stupid part. Like that was really dumb. Like yeah. how were they looking to solve all of that if not one of them actually dying? You know, <laughs> they, there was no Van and Ty plan. The, the plan was we can help her. It Like she looks at Ty and is like, would so, it help you to just go to the psych ward? No, we have to help her. Look, to me, that reads as Van didn't give a fuck what actually happened and went down that night. And Taisa was so unstable that she was just listening to what Van was preaching. Van was like, I don't care if someone dies tonight. But she also was a little bit correct and being like, this is not full on like a girl having a mental illness. Like, we yeah. can't just pretend there's nothing bigger going on here. But 
Yeah. Luke, what do you mean they showed us the part that didn't matter? Didn't like you wish sh- we got the phone call where they actually call the psych team and we request them? That. They call the psych team and then later the, that's the only conversation we see, right? And then later they say, no, we canceled it. Like, why did they show not show? No, 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 no. no. They didn't show them calling the psych team initially. Yeah. We got Ty and Van calling them off. Okay. Ty and Van right. used the landline to say, hey, we called earlier. We don't need you anymore. We were able to talk her off the ledge. Yes. That's the part I missed. I, I knew. Yep. Okay. Got right. So it's when um the girls are making the scary masks and stuff. This is where we see Van and Ty. So they had already made the call, but Van is talking Ty down from being like, we need to call off the troops. Like, we shouldn't do this. But but my issue it lies with, okay, well, then what was your plan? Because Nat literally died. So how are you going to? stop someone from dying but brian or whoever just said van didn't really care if one died or not so like that's what i agree with if callie didn't come in and stop the hunt right there i think van was okay just proceeding with the hunt sean is dead we're all kosher with that and then lisa came in and like we'll get there when we get there but right now that's all i need to say i think van was kind of okay with whatever happened totally was she was ready Mm -hmm. to kill and taisa was just following her I almost want to say, like, I guess Misty and Nat weren't down to kill Shauna, but the other two, like right. the other three, 100% were like going to do it. We get the montage of Shauna dulling the blades. Yep. So like Shauna was like, even if things do progress, Psych Team doesn't make it in time. Like, I want to have some contingency plan so no one yep. gets hurt. But, you know. So quickly, Misty, because she's a medical professional, in case you're wondering, sneaks into Lottie's office, checks her pills, get the doctor's name, steals back her phone. And then the man, the myth, the legend, Walter, comes in and on all hilarity ensues with walter and then of course you said like you said sean is selling knives nat's making the queen card and just in general i didn't it's probably purposeful because you see the like rivalry building between nat and sean in 1997 but this was weird vibes to me probably because nat was like chosen as a leader when they were young and like this scene where they're making knives and and making the queen felt like weird vibes to me i just wanted to note it because it's probably that rivalry that they've always felt. I'd have to go back and rewatch and see if that is there at all through the two seasons or just this episode because they're like introducing the rivalry. But we'll see, I guess. So Lisa, Nat in her in her one moment of niceness, like ultimately leads to her downfall. Right. Um, Her kindness kind of got her killed in this point. Um, She tells Lisa, leave while you can go get a life. And I appreciate you trying to teach me forgiveness. It's a nice idea. And this was kind of like Nat's like swan song goodbye monologue. Really, it wasn't huge, but it was something. Um, Nat's obviously been struggling for so long. And so she was really trying to protect Lisa and get her out of this crazy cycle that Nat's been in for so long. And this is obviously not a good place to be. Lottie's losing her mind. Um, but ultimately this leads to Lisa being like, oh, I should get out of here. Maybe I should just like snoop on them instead, which leads her right to them. So two things. One, if you think about it, like that first conversation in the the beginning of the 2021 timeline for this episode, when they're like, Lottie, go make sure your people aren't around. Fails at that, which causes Nat to directly die because Lisa's her people. But either way, uh, I asked the question like four or five times throughout season two's coverage about like, where is Lisa's storyline going? And to think that it the whole thing, the whole plan was to eventually lead to Nat dying blew my mind i never thought we would get here in this way and i'm curious if you guys think that lisa's even going to be in season three or is it unnecessary because the cult compound's probably like backseat now i I don't know that's a good point i I never really thought what happens with the cult now that lottie's admitted Mm -hmm. 
I think Lisa I, will come back. I, I I'll leave it at that. I don't know about the she other. was the most connected to Nat, and like Nat's gone. Yeah, yeah. She's, just, she's been so introduced with us, and like her, like even though Nat is now dead, like that relationship is still going to be there. And you know, I, I I just feel like it would be so weird if they didn't bring Lisa back. She's uh still very loyal to Lottie, so maybe that's how Lottie. Yeah. gets out of the hospital whatever well Although, i don't know if she'll man, be loyal to lottie anymore because didn't she say she was like you've i don't know who she was talking to though she said you've killed people was she talking to nat when she was holding nat. the gun or was she talking to lottie nat. nat okay okay yeah okay so I then mean, she's, she's probably still, still pretty loyal to lottie because she was no, about you're right to kill I, nat to i thought lottie i thought she was saying you've killed people like talking about talking to lottie like you've killed people and that's why i thought the loyalty would have shifted but uh, you're right. I think she was talking to Natalie, so her loyalty with Lottie's still there. Let's get to the to the humorous part. So this is the Jeff and Callie show, and they're in the car, and they're like, we won't be able to Google ourselves anymore, Callie. And she's like, do you do that often? <laughs> like, what the hell? And they're talking about disappearing, of course, because they're so worried about Shauna and this Adam Martin stuff. But, um, of course, Jeff just tells us, stupid like the lie about the gun leads Callie right to the gun which she yeah. carries all episode it's so it's so funny but it's they... in a safe place Callie don't worry about it and he literally <laughs> he literally looks at the glove box I'm pretty sure as he says that line so yeah. she just knows uh but yeah Kevin and the cues are following and behind them right at the at the entrance so we uh, ever referred to them as a pair as Kevin and the Q's because that's like that's like a sitcom that I would watch. I, I think of a band. I think of a band. <laughs> Kevin and the Q's, baby. Well, Can't I'd use listen. it anymore. I know. Yeah. God, I knew this was going to happen. I knew Kevin was going to die because of this shit. I just never thought yeah. there's a situation where only Kevin died. Like I couldn't. It should have been the Q's. It should have been him. <laughs> I'm just going to say I thought this wrapped up really well, except I'm just choosing to trust that Walter can finagle all this stuff and like we're like okay sign sealed delivered everything's tight we're good we're putting a lot of trust in that but we'll get there but I honestly was like really thrilled with how this ended I was yeah. I was pumped I'm pretty confident with Walter's ability to cover up I think the only reason like Misty's attempt at covering up Adam Martin's body didn't go well is because the others also had to contribute in getting rid of the body and yeah. I think if Misty alone had to get rid of that body they're safe and i think walter's the same way like i think walter's put them in a position that i feel totally confident in his plan and anything going forward that he does nat didn't dig far enough six feet yeah exactly. come on girl i didn't have a tape measure misty standard six feet okay so walter and kevin icons icons legends uh walter is playing dumb he's cooking up some phenobarbital cocoa. <laughs> it's amazing. We knew he was getting poison. We were like, poison. As soon as he handed him the cup, um, they're bonding over being detectives. It's great. And then Jeff barges in, sends Callie away, barges in, confesses to everything. And thank God Kevin just eats it because I, we were all like, no, Jeff, stop it. Like, what as good is this going to do? Yeah. But this is the sitcom, really. Walter or Walter and Kevin and Jeff. Walter and Jeff is insane i love jeff man i feel like that was just such a beautiful moment like he has no he shouldn't have to do that but because he just feels like he's such a good guy and he just wants everything to be good for everyone else around him he was willing to just throw it all on the line and put himself lock himself away for the rest of his life without seeing shauna or callie ever again and i he was just amazing and it was just so funny i was so hyped when kevin faint not hype because yes we all loved kevin but yeah. at the same time i was hyped because that's just one less loose end we have to worry about and then walter coming in being like jeffrey and he's like does anyone call you jeffrey and he's like only my mom 
no, 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 she doesn't. <laughs> and then they got to get rid of the body. Like it was just such, it was a back and forth that I never thought was going to happen. And I'm so glad that we got it because it's just Walter is crazy. Jeff is so innocent. That duality is just, it's so perfect for this. Mm-hmm. And if you caught it, they were talking about Jessica Roberts as soon as Jeff walked in. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about Jessica Roberts again when Walter frames her death. Mm-hmm. Right? Death? Mm-hmm. Death? Death? Tom's death? Death? Is Jessica Roberts fucking dead or is yeah. she still... 99.9. It, that's also getting um, pinned on Show us a body. Kevin, right? Like everything was pinned on to Kevin. Kevin, yeah. Yeah, so yes. that's super yeah. sad because I was just watching it the second time. Like it hit again. Like he has, he had no way of expecting that he was just about to die like he was we always said he was doing his job it's just sad because i liked kevin he's also gonna die a disgraced cop too yeah. if they pin all this on him which is horrible yeah. is it kind of cute that nat and kevin died in this episode i was no. gonna say that <laughs> yeah. would have hated this oh yeah Nat's, oh yeah it, we're lucky we don't have to see nat freak oh, the fuck out over this she it's would not good. be cool well she's gonna be freaking out in heaven when they see <laughs> each other but they're gonna have happy lives in heaven i hope uh the american family is crumbling Callie. you try making a living in sectional <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah he's like beautiful false confession i could tell it really came from real love want to help me move this body <laughs> It's, it's perfect. He's a perfect cast for for Misty's um, love interest. Absolutely. No kisses, but a good hug. We got good yeah. hugs. Definitely, mm-hmm. we're gonna get a kiss next season. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, quick Callie scene. She runs off, bumps into the cues, and we were like, "Oh, she's dead. Pull He's it. dead." Pull it. I cannot believe I wanted that so badly. I would have. That would have been perfect for me. I don't even care about pinning everything like like making him be guilty and stuff. With that would have thrown a wrench in Walter's plan for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Walter stops it by the phone trick, you know, that like, mm-hmm. what the fuck you doing? Shauna <laughs> Sadeki, what phone. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Throws his phone in the trunk with his dead body, which is so, he just like chucks it at him, shuts it. Uh, then when the cues comes, finds the trunk, opens it, and S- Walter swiftly steals the gun and pop, pop, pop. Three good ones. It's so funny how clumsily he just like runs up. Yeah. The, he's just like booking it to the cues, pulls his gun out. And just if like I was the cues, I would look this guy head to toe and be like, I cannot believe he just got the better of me like that. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. How he sprints up, just grabs it. <laughs> And how he just oh. like the gun firing, like you could tell he just had never handled a gun because it was literally just like his arm was like getting just <laughs> like flying all over the place. Was Jeff so was funny. there in the forest too, yeah. watching it all go down, making sure it all but, went as Walter explained it was going to go. And it, it everything was according to plan. So aside from the whole the the untimely death of Nat, like this was perfect for the whole squad. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think the Cuse is obviously going to have to come back at some point. So I'm just curious in how he's going to work around him taking all this fake credit for this fake scam and then you know coming back for our yellow jackets i, I you guys agree right like he has to come back like oh, this isn't the end of him 100 it's yeah, gonna be a revenge tour for him which is gonna be yeah, weird absolutely this is gonna end up gonna to his death in the first half of the season and, and then we'll probably deal with him at the end totally gonna end to his death i am i still think hughes at some point is just gonna die how about this who lives longer coach ben or the cues coach ben like in their respective time like, like in the seasons from- like that's when they die like who who survives longer Coach Ben is endgame villain. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't hate that. I wow. Hate that. Thanos, baby. I don't hate that. I would say, yeah. It's so wild how how far we've come from thinking Coach Ben was going to die like episode five of season one yep. to now being like, he's going to last longer than some of these characters in season two. So I'll, I'll say Coach Ben. So does that mean that our main bad guy in 2021 is either 
the cuse or Lottie if she gets out and was like vengeful. Like I feel like the, if you kill the cuse early, like who is going to be Could the fan potentially evil? be a villain? Like she's been fucking wild in 2021. I Maybe feel. Van is yeah. a villain. She could yeah. be. Yeah. We'll see though. I have no idea. I just I just feel like her virality for feralness is virality. Yeah, it's just really coming out. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Guys, are we ready? We are ready. And magic I'd like to shuffle is a foot. Support. God is alive. Yeah. I, <laughs> magic is a foot. God is alive. <laughs> I mean, if it, dude, Lottie just like freaking out in her gold duster to this song. I was like, oh, the vibes are crazy. I am in. At first, we all thought it was like that was what Lottie was thinking. We thought we, she was hearing those voices and then it ended up just being the song. And I mean, the song did fit the the little like scenes that were going over, but it was just I hated it. It was so it's an objectively so good song. I've been listening to it on repeat. Sounds like some Yoko Ono <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> so we get there and Sean is like, hey, can I shuffle those some more? And is stalling, which honestly, again, ultimately and- decided her fate. She's the one who shuffled them and she picked the queen or did the wilderness choose? Would it have been well, her no matter what? You could also argue Van chose because if Van had not said stop shuffling, sure. she would have kept shuffling and then maybe not gotten drawn the queen. So yeah, another point of Lottie just showing that she's kind of into this, like the fact that all the other girls knew that Shauna was trying to buy time with just shuffling the cards even more. And Van was like, okay, Shauna, that's enough. Like, let's get to the, yeah. the ritual. She's like, I'll go first, too. Yeah. Wait, uh, we were sitting there saying on the couch, like, we know how to trick shuffle. We're sitting there with the train <laughs> on the bottom of that. You know exactly where it is when you do this. Shit. I thought it was so tough how every time Lottie drew a card, she didn't even look at it. She no. just like flashed Thaisa. it. Or Thaisa, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Every time Thaisa drew a card, she didn't even look and at it, just right. flashed it to everyone. She knew. So I have a theory on Thaisa. Remember how she kind of rebuilt buffs van and that prompts lottie to say taisa are you refusing the draw i think uh flip switches and she turns into lady of the uh excuse me lady in the tree and that's why she's so just like wow no emotions from then on out because taisa did have some looks on her where when they put on the mask taisa looked like to me that she was committed to the bit i also don't think taisa would have been full in for the hunt if she didn't give control over to lady in the tree so that's just something i'm thinking my my thoughts on it were i thought that the moment the queen of hearts was drawn by shauna that all of the girls maybe not possessed is the right word but no longer were them nor their normal selves and that's like seeing the queen kind of triggered their their animal yeah. instincts and then they be, that's when the plan kind of went to shit it was the moment that shauna drew it but Again, there's really no way to tell because, but we can all agree at least that all the girls were definitely going to kill Shauna had Callie not stepped in. Yeah, I I mean, you pointed it out, Kathleen. I love the refusing of the draw um, line that happens right around here. So how about this? Another just random board shot right here. Do you guys, who would you think is the person that, would you say? Akila. Mario refuses the draw. Sorry, I'm not, I didn't get the question. Just who's going to refuse the draw in the past? Right. Oh. I don't think it's Mari. Never mind. Mari would never refuse the draw. I think Mari's going to be an antler queen at some point. <laughs> no. Akila, probably Jen. It's going to be one of the five randoms. That's maybe Shauna. I was thinking I, I say Akila only because she's seems like the one who's still holding on to her like moral compass or humanity. She's been painted as a very like kind soul. You know what I mean? So I feel like she might put her foot down and be like, I'm not doing this. This is insane. And it's going she's, to ultimately lead to her demise. Does she still have that dead rat, right? She never ate it. She's still pocketing that thing. Uh, uh, who knows? Oh, it's coming back into play nugget. for her. It's going to come in nugget. Where is Steve? Yeah, Jesus. Come on. We want Steve. He was my MVP in episode four, whatever it was. <laughs> Where is okay, it? 
So the cross-cutting of them drawing to them as adults and as children, can you imagine being here again? They had to do this to save their lives. Absolutely petrifying. Every time you draw a card, it could be your death. And now they are 25 years later doing the same fucking stuff. It is so devastating. And the and the shot of them cross-cutting was genius because it just reminds you like, damn, this is just a never-ending cycle. Like it's never going to end. Submit or run. Submit or run. And she's and Shauna says, you know, there is no it. Right. And Lottie just goes, is there a difference? Like, she's like, just time up. out. Time out. Yeah. <laughs> she gets picked. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's no it. <laughs> yeah. It was just us. I feel, like that's just a, I feel like that's an important line. I guess it's just, again, the directors and showrunners trying to just like make us question whether what they're seeing is real or if it's just them, you know, so it really does. These these kinds of lines are important, I think, for the story as a whole to keep the mystery behind it. If you kind of highlight it right when she draws it, just how they go to the masks, it it was just so unsettling how like their emotions drop and they yeah, some some switches flip where they just go feral for that at least one second when they put on the masks. When you think about it, too, when Nat drew the queen in 1997, like they immediately all like they were doing the whole like, you know, van grab the spear. They're all like chanting. They're doing their like their animal cries and everything. So Maybe it's just something with the queen that if they see it, it triggers something in them. So Callie shoots Lottie. <laughs> just goes yep, right in. Sure does. This is another issue I have. What did they say about Lottie having a gunshot wound? Yeah. You know, that's another kind of plot hole. You can't just have a gunshot wound. That is immediate police investigation on a gunshot wound. It just is. So Lottie's mesmerized by Callie. And this is really interesting, right? She's like, she's so powerful, you know? And even at the end, when Callie is looking at Lottie and has this kind of smile on her face, honestly, Sean is then looking at her being like, oh, fuck. Like, what is happening? It it takes me back to when Sean was pregnant pregnant back in the day when Lottie was so obsessed with Sean's original baby. And now she's falling for Sean's second baby, which... I don't know what the connection will be, but it was definitely creepy to see Lottie like look at her and be like, you are powerful. So Callie's going to have a huge part coming up soon, and I don't know what it's going to be. but And I'm not saying I buy the whole Callie is pit girl or hung up girl, yeah. um, but this doesn't not. It almost makes it that. Yeah. it almost makes it a little bit more yeah. valid to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like by like a, like a percent, like yeah, a small agreed. percent. I'm still out on that theory, but this is a seed as planet. Definitely. Yeah. And so this is where we find out they called off the psych team. Lottie at the same time is like, it's here. It's with us right now. Can't you feel it? And Nat, she yells at Nat and says, you were always its favorite. And then Nat freaks out. And this is when Lisa comes in hot as fuck on the scene. And Missy pulls out the syringe. And, you know, Nat didn't want to see one more person die on her account or watch someone else die that she cares for and jumps in front and she gets our girl right. Right here, baby. Yeah, she. I I love this change uh, from Natalie, or at least like the sacrifice that she put in, because you're absolutely right. You know, the guilt of Javi, we even see yeah. it in her NDE as she's dying. Like I, that guilt of having her watch Javi die just ate at her for all these years. And she was just so sick. And I'm sure when she was the antler clean, maybe there's a, a couple other people that were eaten, you know, sure. on for her sake and all this stuff. So I think all of that culmination just, it was a great sacrifice for her, honestly. I think she, ended up being happy especially when you know i think it's lottie on the plane telling her you know just breathe like this is a good thing it just it's hungry just let just accept it and she kind of does so i i took that as kind of a 
this is a good thing for Natalie that kind of her character just completely flipped, basically. Maybe not this, a good thing, but this was a perfectly missed opportunity to include the cabin daddy guy from yeah. the end of season one that that plot line just kind of got dropped so i'm a little annoyed about that i said that was like my one thing i wanted them to just slightly address this season and now the fact that you can see that it doesn't play any part in them actually crossing over to death at least for nat adult nat i don't even know how you can write that in an interesting way in the past anymore so like i feel like almost that plot line's not gonna ever be satisfying for me now at this point because it's another death that we see and the the whole idea was that jackie saw this embodiment of the wilderness as she was passing over and if we don't get that in the future then yeah well i think that's a leap to say that cabin daddy was the embodiment of the wilderness you could also make the argument she didn't see laura lee in her adult nde she didn't see jackie either so i i'm along the lines that that's probably like geographically tied like there's some blind manner aspect to it and i think that's that's overly pessimistic to say there's no way they can write that in an interesting way i completely disagree okay um i mean i'm still disappointed they didn't give us anything this season could have been a dropped plot but we know there's going to be definitely a season three and hopefully like a four or five so i mean we got plenty of time to address that i'm thinking they didn't even want to open that can of worms because that would have they had to they would have had to bring ella pernell back they would have had to pay cabin daddy it's just like yo We'll pick that storyline up when more people cross over in the actual 90s timeline. I don't like that excuse, but I like yeah, the fact, yeah, yeah. I like well, how you said that it was probably the the, the location of yeah, geographic. Like that I, would make sense because especially if the cabin daddy guy was like the skeleton in the attic, it like I don't know how that would connect again, but I think the geographic location is definitely a good Thing for like that helps me feel better about well, it. Well, I gave you an explanation from the showrunner standpoint and the narrative standpoint, so yeah, we're yeah, covered. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be great. All right, so we're in purgatory, and uh, Javi shows up. Like Dave said, she's resisting. It was kind of shocking to me, especially on the rewatch. Nat was almost gonna kill herself. She's lived such a like a dark life. To me, she knowingly sacrificed herself. I get it. You're dying. You no one actually ever wants to die. You want to come back. But Nat was really resisting it, um, which was shocking just to me. But um, young Nat comes and says, this is exactly where we belong. We've been here for years, which is so sad. Like she's just been in a purgatory of her own for 25 years. Devastating. Then young Lottie comes and seals the deal. And she says, it's not evil. Just hungry like us. Let it in. I think these were just the three most important people that you know, led to her descent into becoming the antler queen. Like obviously Javi with, you know, having sacrificed or, you know, having killed him over herself and then uh, Lottie giving her the reins as leader and um, young, young Nat. Nat herself, yeah. yeah. Just young Nat herself is, I think, I think those three, it makes sense that why she would be seeing those three people as she was approaching her final bout with the wilderness, I guess. Just want to clarify something. You, is it correct for us to start referring to Nat as the Antler Queen? Did she get crowned this episode in the 90s and still no, but is I'm just, up to the 2021? Yeah. I think I've only been saying okay. that just to make it a little bit easier for my explanations. I don't necessarily know if she is going to be the Antler Queen, but I, that's just how I took it, is that Lottie was the Antler Queen, and now Nat is the Antler Queen. And I've kind of been saying on the podcast for the past couple episodes that I think 
we all are kind of in this boat that we think that there are going to be multiple antler queens. And I think this is just the beginning of the first transition of the first person becoming the antler queen. Yeah, I'm not completely off the idea that the antler queen isn't any of them. And it's just kind of yeah. this embodiment of something else, too. So definitely that we'll just call Nat the, the leader for now. Yeah, we just say she's the leader. yeah I probably I like should have been saying term. leader rather yeah. than antler queen. Because we were less confusing. convinced it was Lottie for at least yeah. I don't know 13 episodes of this show yeah. and how it's like we're talking about it like that didn't happen <laughs> yeah. so who knows yeah but to watch Nat get queened wilderness girly deemed wilderness girly whatever and then die in the same episode is really devastating like what a big episode for Nat as a character but in two completely separate ways like you said earlier we're not going to get adult her really anymore but she is going to be such a big part of season three. So it's nice. It's kind of an easy cop out for when the adult version dies and you still get the young one. Mm -hmm. It's a good way for the character to still be there. But the obviously the older actress isn't. But I like same with Travis, same with multiple people. So yeah. I like it. It's good for me. Well, you mentioned what Travis, are we gonna so I've I feel like he could have been on the plane, too. I don't, I'm surprised he wouldn't have been on the plane. either. I predict like when we were watching it, I, I saw yeah. Tavi on the left. I was like, it's got to be Travis on the right. I was just dead wrong. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And then I, I was saying earlier that Natalie and Kevin were going to have a place in heaven. It's got to be Natalie and Travis, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I completely Kevin. forgot about that. Travis had left my mind for a second, but <laughs> nah, yeah. Nat's having three ways all day. <laughs> Good for them. So now we're just kind of at where are we leaving everybody? So Lottie's going away for a while. Ty and Van says they're going to go check in on her. Um, they framed Nat as an odor overdose. So that's just done and done with her history. I guess that's okay. I'm not sure what they did about the gunshot wound on Lottie. Like I said, could they but... have just like thrown her under the bus and be like, look, she was having a manic episode. She was trying to kill all of us. She shot herself by accident. Like yeah. it's all about whose gun is that? Though? Again, I'm just the guy from the carjacking. Yeah, you're right. I, and I'm still just trying to play devil's advocate here. I still have minor complaints about that. They wouldn't investigate it as well. I'm just trying to make it feel better for myself. It probably makes it better that it was that gum gun because it would be very difficult to trace that gun to like anybody in particular. And the cops yeah. are probably none the wiser that it went from a carjacker through Cali to wherever it ended up. So they could probably easily explain it away. I don't know. I'm trying to tighten up some plot holes. I don't think so, because it's going to be like, first of all, who shot it? And then, OK, where's the gun? And, and if you don't produce a gun. Yeah, it may be one of those guns that are just like off the black market. Like there is no owner to it. It's like just like a scrub. I guess type. what I meant, it would be easier to say Lottie shot herself with this nondescript gun than sure. say, right. oh, yeah. Kevin's sure. police issued gun. Like that's obviously like, why was Definitely. Lottie having the police gun? Yeah. And she says the wilderness is pleased with us and looks at Van and said, you'll see. Ooh. Cancer free, baby. The big yeah. C's gone. <laughs> I think this is as good a time to rip like the theory that I've kind of been cooking up. So Lottie in the nineties says that I was kind of chosen as the de facto leader initially because I was the only one who knew how to hear the wilderness or was willing to listen and hear it out. Now all of us are hearing it. So like it doesn't need me specifically anymore. Is it possible that that cycle is just replaying in the 2020s? It's been so long all of them just kind of forgot or repressed the wilderness's influence so much that the wilderness was forced to once again go mm. through Lottie as the medium to try and just like get its foot in the door for all these girls. And that's why she's kind of descending into madness. But at the same time, 
I feel like there is a supernatural influence at play. So when she's in the latter stages of this episode, like, oh, the wilderness is here. I can feel it. I can feel it. Like, it probably was there. She probably was feeling it. I don't think that's insanity. I think that's what everybody's been going through. And to tie this kind of like into a nice little bow, Nat is no longer here to be like the actual leader, whatever. Is Van going to be our quote unquote leader? So that's what I was just about been to like grabbing all of these situations by the scruff of the neck. And they've been alluding to it in like the conversation that was seemed like two minutes of screen time between her and Ty in the 90s where Van was just like, what is my purpose here? Like, why have I been saved so many times? I feel like we're all on the same page. She's not dying of cancer at this point. I think this is where we're going. Van might gonna- be the new leader. I'll back you up too with how um, when Lottie was giving that speech of, you know, it's been in all of us. Shauna was there when you killed your lover. Then it was literally just in you while we were doing this chase. Like you just were embodying it. It was inside of you. So I'm, I'm with you. I think Van is going to be the quote unquote leader coming up in the next season. And I mean, being cured of terminal cancer is probably the biggest thing that would make you buy in buy into with it. Yep. no arguments. Okay, I yep. believe I'm in. Yep. I really like that. That's a that's a clippable moment right there. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I like it, the baby. whole theory. No, the, you're it it could totally be because Lottie never gave up. Like we saw even before all the girls came back and got pulled to the compound together, she was still full in. Like the symbol of the compound was the symbol so it's like she was always sitting there listening to the forest we saw it earlier this season she did a little blood cut on her hand and like gave it to the altar uh outside of the compound like she was always listening and i think that was the point is like the girls were getting pulled here and now it plays into thaisa's lady in the tree version wanting them like her and van to go to the remember when she like talks to vance like this isn't where we're supposed to be yeah like that kind of is does that mean that the lady in the tree is also on team like we got to listen to the wilderness or is it yeah there's something there there's something there that can. well that would be even more that van's going to be the leader lady in the tree knew that van specifically had to get there she was very important for it yeah Yeah, that's i'm I'm sold on it sounds like a good path forward honestly to make 2021 a really and i don't want to call like and earlier i was calling van potentially a new villain i don't want to say villain but i think how you're describing it is exactly perfect like she'll be the new lottie which whether that's a good thing or a bad thing we'll still see all right walter handled the adam martin stuff good stuff there um missy tells him about killing that they have a good hug cute Again, Shauna and Callie, we already kind of talked about it, but her, Shauna and Jeff are are together now. Um, and the Cuse is acting his ass yep. off about Kevin. He well, is doing giving us some tears. Um, drink a cup of those tears, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Cuse. And I that's really the end. Any last I mean, we end in the episode ends with the house burning down, right? So that's a more climactic end than just the Cuse acting his ass off. But you know how it goes. So I mean, just final thoughts and and any more um, you know, parting shots on what's gonna happen in season three or it's impossible to predict anything in this show. Um <laughs> Overall, though, I'll just reiterate again, this this show is incredible. And I just I'm it, it upsets me that the entire world can't enjoy it like we have been, like all the complaints and everything. I just feel like this show has been doing such a great job for giving us such little information constantly. Like it's just we're inching, we're literally inching our way to that ending. And I think they're doing a fantastic job. The actors have been phenomenal. I don't the soundtrack, the music has been one of the best in any TV show ever. Like the show is perfect for us, and I 
We're going to keep covering it. And so if you like Yellow Jackets, please hang around. If you don't, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, one of the best shows I've watched in recent memory. I just fell in love with it like something else. And it, like us getting to do a whole podcast on season one right into season two premiering. Yeah, like nice. these last couple months have been just absolutely a joy. Um, I feel like our energies are all similar about like feeling the right things at the right time. We're all kind of always pretty much in agreement besides Tom's left temporarily. About <laughs> now that he's not here. Hasn't been <laughs> one time this episode though. So we'll see what he says when he comes back. But like it's changed our lives. Like the amount of times like we're just out at the bar and we're just like it's so good. I just I, this show I can't get enough of it. All so time hyped. theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Like Luke said though, we'll get it in 2029 when this all result yeah, the writer's true. shit resolves itself. Brian, parting shot. Parting shot. I don't know. This is the first time I'm going to have to wait for more new content of this yeah. show. So I'm not looking forward to that. But season two, I don't know. There's understandably a lot of discourse about it, but I thought it was such a strong season consistent with the quality of season one. I think they left a lot of open ended plot lines that I'm genuinely interested to have resolved and learn more about. And yeah, the wait is going to be unbearable because yeah. I just really love this show. Agreed. Yeah, this is a this is a favor for me. But to be fair, you know, this is a lot. To be I fair, mean, I guess they're in the, to be fair in the they're in the wilderness and and just in. I guess this isn't like too um, grueling of a of a shoot because I was gonna give them props. So it aired in the in late fall, maybe November of 2021, and ended in January of 2022. Got renewed and was already putting out new episodes end of March. So they're like a year turnaround time. So yes, there is the strike happening, but they are quick in general. It's not like a Thrones where it's like the already it takes two or three years to launch a season. Yeah. I believe in them. I don't want them to rush it, but I believe in them. Um, So do your thing, pay, pay them up and we'll be good. Uh, but yeah, I love season two. Maybe we'll do another group one because Kyle and Jimmy also watch the show. Of course, they've been on Yellow Jackets episode, so maybe we'll do one big like just fuck around episode when we talk where we talk about thoughts and funny things and theories and stuff. That'd be fun. Yeah. But like I said, go follow Binge Town TV because that's where all of our main content is. So any show we ever post goes on there. And we have some separate feeds as well. Like the Buzztown TV is our Yellow Jackets one. We have a succession feed, but it also gets fed through that. And then Silo. So if you're not watching Silo, now's the time to catch up. Apple TV, brand new show based off of a book or a book series. So you know it's going to be good. At least they have the content to base it off of. Um, really good. We have coverage of that going on right now. And then we're just going to be doing some fun episodes for a little bit. We're going to be doing Pitch Towns, which is when um, our friends bring us a pilot of a show. Some people have seen it. Some people haven't. And then we talk at the end and decide, are we going to binge it? Are we going to leave it? alone or are we going to add it to the list so we do a lot of fun stuff we're just waiting for new shows to come down the pipe of course we've got um the witcher who's which to end of june maybe um and we got true detective sometime this year which we'll cover um, but for now we're just going to be doing some fun episodes and we'll just be cranking out content like always so i completely forgot <laughs> mvp and buzzkill of the episode i was like what is going on anyway Okay, I'm not gonna start. I don't deserve to start with somebody else. Start. Give us a give us. I a. think I've been sitting back seat, so I'd like to go first. I'll take the easy one, the nice home run here for the MVP, Walter. Yep, <laughs> Luke's disappointed because I know he wanted that one. I don't really need to say anything about that. That's just a clear MVP right there. Biggest buzz kill. I'm I'm gonna go with Van. 
I'll go with Which old one? both vans, honestly. I'll, I'll pick one just in case someone wants to do others. So I'll do uh, old van. She was about to kill Shauna. I think she was just really into the hunt and everything. Um, she was just not for our team. So I'm just going to, I'll give old van the, uh, the, the buzz kill of the episode. Okay. I was last, last episode. So I'll go next. Um, I, yeah, obviously Walter was the MVP, but I'll take my second choice here. I'm going to take young Nat just because this is just from like an acting standpoint. I thought she was just amazing the entire episode and she's one of my favorite characters. It's been a while since I picked her. So it's only right that she gets it on her send off episode. Uh, So young Nat will be my MVP. And then my buzzkill is actually going to be Lottie older Lottie because Mm -hmm. she was so manic. This like how she was portraying just embodying all the wilderness in the modern day hit me it came out of nowhere for me like she was she felt like a whole different like shift in character tone here and then that god is good song like she deserves it just for that buzzkill <laughs> i'm gonna go with an mvp walter was my number one absolutely but behind him i'll go travis just because i feel like he hasn't had that many like standout great episodes and this was definitely one of them i think he did a great job just reacting showing the raw emotions that somebody would have uh when presented with your brother being just carried in by feral soccer players so that was pretty great and then my bus kill is going to be lisa oh damn lottie told you to stay in your house and if you did nat would still be here i don't know why you were putting your nose in these yellow jackets business why you thought you should be in the woods that time magic is afoot god is alive (laughs) lisa you didn't have to be there girl um yeah i'm interested to see what they do with her next season because i i do feel like she should come back because she played such a big role in this season but yeah unfortunately she's leaving season two as my buzz kill yeah that was mine <laughs> i can mind your business but uh so my my mvp is going to be older nat so last time we'll be able to give it to her probably so i'll give it to her you know she sacrificed herself she didn't want to see one more person die and in a in a show where we have yet to see how many people they kill off and eat and stuff it's probably the best thing she could have done mm-hmm. although i will miss her i really liked old nat as a character i think she, i thought she was funny as shit i was i was big into her and she was just a complex character which was she was well written but I'll miss her. So my LVP, if it's not all the ones you said, I'm going to give it to the Q's because fuck that guy. And he got what he what he deserved. And fuck that guy. So (laughs) that's that. You just love saying LVP instead of buzzkill, don't you? Did I say it again? It's a big Kathleen. That's my fault. That's my fault. Came up with buzzkill, too. And I never say it. (laughs) I think it's because I've also said LVP like a few times. So it's just like you're split. We used to do that for House of the Dragon MVP, LVP, too. Okay, now, if you like what you heard, <laughs> after I fucked it up, um, go give us a follow at Binchown TV, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we've got YouTube, Binchown TV, youtube.com slash Binchown TV. You can see our beautiful faces on mostly all the shows we cover. And then, you know, smash the subscribe button. If you want to know what's coming down the pipe, that's the best way to do it um, on all of them. So if you're listening to Buzztown, smash that. If you're listening if you're not go follow on binge town uh tv as well and that was the season two finale we're sad but you know we'll, we buzz buzz buzzing until it till it comes out yeah, next wind it up wind it up all right we are binge town tv thanks for listening buzz 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 buzz, 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 buzz. god is good 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.